Despite the Chicago Bulls holding the lead the majority of the game, the Cleveland Cavaliers only led in this game for four minutes and 47 seconds. The Chicago Bulls lose a game to the Cleveland Cavaliers 108-105 before heading into eight days off during the All-Star break. We're going to talk about it, break it all down, have some fun, and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. My, my name is Hayes. More importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and talk about this loss to the Chicago Bulls, man. The Bulls lose the game 108-105 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Bulls actually led majority of this game. They led for 38 minutes in this game. The Cleveland Cavaliers led for less than five minutes, but they pull out the win by just execution and getting to the free throw line down the stretch of this game. We always knew that this was going to be a game where the Cleveland Cavaliers were probably going to be able to get to the free throw line. It's been the story the last few times we played the Cleveland Cavaliers. They end up taking 21 free throws in this game to the Chicago Bulls 17. Not a huge discrepancy there. When you specifically look in the second half of the game, that's when it gets a little bit bigger as far as that, that discrepancy. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. This is one of those losses that you know it comes down to the better team won and the better team executed more down the stretch of the game they did not give up on themselves not saying that the bulls gave up on themselves by any stretch of the imagine in this game but they just executed definitely better down the stretch and the bulls despite winning the total the rebounding battle we won that battle 44 to 36 we won that the points off turnover battle went way in the favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers. 22 to 9, the points off turnover battle that the Cleveland Cavaliers won. They won points in the paint, 52 to 28 against the Chicago Bulls, and they won fast break points, 17 to 7. Again, that's kind of tied with those seconds, I mean, with those uh, points off turnovers. So the Bulls just, they did not control some of the controllables well enough for them to, to win this game, and it gave the Cleveland Cavaliers. That in we talked about in the both the pre uh, pre game and the pre recorded episode today how important it was for the Chicago Bulls to hold on to the ball and not get those turnovers and they just couldn't really stop them. Fourteen turnovers for the Chicago Bulls in this game. The Cleveland Cavaliers only had eight turtles, uh, total turnovers. But the thing is, you can take away from this: the Bulls were still in this game, right? They were in a position. This was a a winnable game that the Chicago Bulls lost. Yes, Donovan Mitchell went off for thirty points on twenty one shots. Yes, but this was a game that the Bulls were in position to win. And at points, Kobe was getting really in rhythm. DeMar had his time of being in rhythm as well. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, Kobe White, who goes 11 of 17 in this game, 5 of 8 from three-point range, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 32 points from Kobe White in this game. And then you get uh, DeMar DeRozan with 24 points, going 9 of 16 with 6 assists and 2 rebounds as well. Vooch. Terrible game from Nikola Vucevic, 4 of 16. Uh, I would say they at times they didn't identify him having the mismatch right, but that went away close. They started identifying that mismatch, and he just couldn't convert on shots. I like It just is what it is. Eight rebounds from him, one assist, those nine points that we talked about. Drum with nine points, 15 rebounds, one steal, one block from Nikola Vucevic in this game. And Io DeSumo, not having the, the games that he's had, but he still goes 4 of 7 from the line. He goes 4 of 10 from the field, so all he made was three-pointers in this game for 12 points, four rebounds, two assists in this game. And it just it came down to turnovers. It came down to execution. It came down to a lot of things like that that, caught, that helped uh, well, hurt the Bulls 
from their chances of being able to win this game. And, um, you know, it, it sucks. <laughs> like, it, it sucks big time. I would have loved to be able to say the Bulls got a win uh, heading into the All-Star break. They would have only been uh, one game below 500 at that point in time. But the Bulls just didn't have enough, man. And and this is where the difference comes in versus teams that have been there before, teams that have gone on playoff uh, runs and stuff before. And while this uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team hasn't been together a whole hell of a long time. What's up, son? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, didn't play a whole hell of a lot. The team, you know, it, it, it came down to that, man. Um, also, the lineup of Nikola Vucevic, uh, uh, Andre Drummond played together today. They were overall a negative four on the game with 19 minutes played together. Um, and, you know, the net rating was negative 10.5 as well. Now, that's not all on those guys. I'm not saying that was all on there. But I know this is something that, you know, people are watching that that lineup of Vooch and Drummond together. And, you know, they had to, they had their solid por- portions in there as well together. But, you know, uh, overall, it was negative four on the game with those 19 minutes played as a team. Uh, take that for what you will, right? That's just come down. Take that for what you will. But uh, overall, man, like I said, it really would have loved to see the Bulls be able to get this victory. They weren't able to. It is what it is when it comes down to that, man. And that's just what it is. That is just what it is. Old man Breeze is in the building, says, fuck. I mean, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. I knew this game was over at halftime. Definitely, Zach. Definitely, definitely. Cameron in the building says, what BS foul call on Caruso gets pushed and he gets called for it? It it kind of is what it is when it comes down to that. OTR in the building says, really, I love Kobe, and I know he went off this game, but really, that's the shot to tie the game. And also, F. Vooch, uh, get him off my team immediately. Well, he's going to be here for a while, for quite a while, actually. Do not be surprised if Vooch is here for the remainder of that contract in full. I know there's going to be something that not a lot of people like to hear, but it is going to be something that is realistic, and he's going to probably be on this team uh, for, for a while. So, you know, it is what it is there. Um Let's see. It was the Bulls versus the Cavs and the refs. Well, like I said, man, uh, this is a team that does know how to draw fouls. And not every uh, ref team is going to, you know, just always lean towards the Cavs. This is just something that they do. And maybe it is, you know, Donovan Mitchell getting those favorable calls. But, you know, that kind of is what it is. If I knew that that was probably going to be one of the things that happened in this game, the Bulls should have known. They should have been more disciplined. Now, if the refs are just calling a bad game, there's only so much that you can do about it. But uh, I knew this was coming. So it is what it is. Um, I understand that we made some mistakes, but at the end of the day, I found it a little bit unfair with the way that the, from uh, the play foul on AC. That definitely played a part in it. And I'll be interesting to see um, when the L2M report comes out what they say about that, uh, if they even do, because I think that did happen within the last two minutes. But another crunch time game for the Bulls. The Bulls have played the most cr- uh, cl- uh, clutch time games in the in the clutch type games uh, in the um, Chicago in the NBA this season. So. You know, it, it continues to be a thing. Hopefully they come out on the other side of this forge through the fire, uh, like Kanye West's jawline. But, uh, I mean, it, it it is what it is when it comes down to that, man. D.L. Hughley says, terrible offense as usual. Dumb plays down the stretch as usual. Is there something wrong with Vooch? Yes, Vooch has gotten old. It's caught up with Vooch. That just is what it is. I don't know uh, how people uh, can keep defending Vucevic. It's not like this is the only time he has turned the ball over or played poor defense in crucial moments. Well, I mean, there's more to the game. and But this season, this season, Vooch has just been bad. Like, he's had his moments where I think last season, I would say that Vooch was overall good, but and he had some terrible moments, and people kind of expounded or took those moments a little bit further. This year, he's had good moments, but it's been awfully, mostly terrible for Nikola Vucevic this season. It just has been. Um, 
We show tons of heart out there. Can't be mad at this. And I love how the last shot was set for Kobe. Maybe this is a turning point of BD officially giving Kobe the keys. Well, Kobe was cooking this game. And that's not to say that DeMar didn't have times of cooking this game as well, because he absolutely did too. But you, like we, what we've been wanting to see is Billy Donovan go to the actual hot hand, regardless of who that is. That was Kobe White today. I'm sorry, bro, but Vooch sucks. He's literally costing us games and hurting us. It's more than just Vooch that cost us this game. Let's be clear. It was more than just Vooch that cost us this game, but he was bad this game. It just is what it is. He was absolutely bad. There's no defense for that. Look, I'm usually a Nikola Vucevic supporter, but Jesus Christ, that last play where Io passed him the ball and he got a turnover was all on Vooch. Yeah. Vooch, listen, Vooch, is, he's, he's aged before our eyes. That's it. It just is what it is. Uh, we got a super chat from Super Duper Danko. Thank you for supporting the channel, brother. He says, our Bulls played a hell of a game. They really did overall play good, but I, listen, I can't say they played a hell. They played a close game. Those ex, it, it, the, Just the execution things would have saved this team, even, even with Vooch's mistakes, just better execution. Or Vooch not making mistakes, right? But that can go into execution as well. Just better execution down the stretch would have drastically changed the way that this game looked down the stretch. It just would have. And that's why the teams that do it consistently are special, right? If every team executed amazingly well down the stretch, we wouldn't talk about it as much. It's the teams that do it consistently that make it special, and that sucks, man. It sucks. Seven straight losses to Cleveland. Why, Kobe? Why pass that? I mean, listen, that's the point of being the point guard. You have to, you have to make a choice. And, you know, it is what it is, man. I understand the referees are going to make bad calls, but play – where uh, Nang hit CW in the head uh, could have uh, have been a flagrant foul. Definitely. I don't want to see Vooch uh, shoot another three for the rest of my days. He legit needs to stop. Unfortunately, I wish I could tell you that Vooch wouldn't shoot no more threes. He's absolutely going to be shooting some more threes. Absolutely. I'm still proud of the team. Uh, the fight and against one of the best teams in the league, they cut it close. They absolutely did. Uh, the last three-point shot by Nikola Vucevic was not needed. We could have gotten a much better shot than that. I mean, y you had time to run a better better offensive play, but that goes back to one of the things that I've always said is a shortcoming of this team. Listen, this team, unfortunately, it doesn't do inbound plays well, whether it's the coach, whether it's the execution by the players, whatever you want to blame it on. I don't care. But what when it comes down to it, this team does not execute well enough down the stretch of games. We just don't. And when it comes down to those inbound plays and things like that, we usually always mess it up. We just do, man. I, I Listen, we, we we don't run plays well in the last seconds of games. We just don't. Vooch uh, looked like an absolute dog shit tonight, and the way he had Mitchell muscle him on that one layup was insane. It made him look real soft. Yes, I spelled it wrong on purpose. Great content, Hayes. Vooch is Vooch, man. Vooch is Vooch. I'm so damn tired of watching this team lose time after time for so many years. It's just getting old. Well, come on. Like, we have a 58 win percentage. So we're winning way more than we're losing. Like, like losses are going to happen. And the, the fact of the matter is we're losing to teams that are better than us. We are. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a better team than us, period. They've won 18 out of 20 games for a reason, right? That's not anything to just overlook. Come on, Hayes, we should have won. Billy should have challenged that foul. It was an offensive foul on Mitchell. I didn't say that he shouldn't have uh, uh, challenged the call. And I don't think he burned a challenge earlier in the game, but Billy Donovan swallows his whistle a lot. That was, that was a weird way to describe that, but I hope you know what I mean. And if that doesn't question his defensive abilities, then it definitely questions his physicality. If you're talking about Vooch's defense, we know Vooch is trash defensively. He's absolutely trash defensively, especially in pick and roll. He just is. But we're competitive. <laughs> We're competitive. 
Oh, uh, why didn't Billy challenge the foul on Caruso? Did we use it already? Obvious push off by Mitchell. I don't think that we did. I think that we had a challenge to use, unless I'm missing something. ED Tech says, I said Drummond should be in the starting lineup a couple of weeks ago, and you replied, and the spacing would be bad. Vooch is shooting 20% from three. The spacing is bad regardless if he's out there or not. Well, no, because Nikola Vooch, spacing isn't just three-point shooting. Let's, let's Spacing is also being able to spray it out the mid-range when you have two players that operate and generate their offense from the mid-range. Come on, if you're going to come challenge me on something I said, understand what's being said in the context. Spacing is not just three-point shooting. Three-point shooting helps add in spacing, but when you have two players that already operate in the mid to low post in their offense, two of them exclusively, adding a third to that limits the spacing there there even more. It's not just about Vooch shooting threes. If anything, it's more reason for Vooch not to be starting next to Andre Drummond is because of, you don't want Voot shooting threes. And when he's out there with Drum, naturally, he's going to go to the perimeter even more than he does when he's playing the center. It just is going to happen. That's the game of basketball. Now, hopefully this changes when Patrick Williams gets back. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. This this overall, this Vooch and Drum lineup, it had one game of working. That was against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm sorry. As far as this recent stretch, there's another game earlier in the season where it worked together. Um and we'll we'll see. Like I said, it's still a specialty lineup that you want to use against some teams. This was one of those teams. It didn't work tonight. It just didn't work tonight. Was that pass by Kobe White terrible or was Vooch bogus for not catching it? A mixture of both. But I lean more towards blaming it on Vooch if we're just being honest with you. It was a good look by Kobe all trip and the refs were on one today. The refs were still on one for sure. The refs, the refs were it, it, it was bad out there. Who's with finished start? Nah, unfortunately, no. I'm sorry. Listen, one thing I don't do is the hyperbole in sports because you don't need it. Like, if you have a valid argument, you don't have to do hyperbole. Vooch isn't going to China. He's going to be on the Chicago Bulls. Now, take that for what you will. Some people are definitely going to be pissed off by that. But Vucevic is going to be on the Chicago Bulls for the foreseeable future. It just is what it is. I think all three years of his contract are guaranteed to, oh, Vooch isn't going anywhere, man. Aside from the refs completely screwing them, don't like the passive P shit Kobe was on at the end of the game. This is his team, and he's going to have to force some shots. The pass to Vooch, who sucked, is one. The, Vooch of all, it would have been different if it was like to DeMar, or even to Ayo DeSumo, who still went a decent percentage from three-point range, right? It would have been different if it was that, somebody like that. But that Vooch is just, Vooch is garbage as far as shooting. You don't want Vooch shooting threes anymore. That part of his game is passed him by. He talked in this offseason about the fact that if you take his three-point shot away, he's still a hell of a player. We need you to show it. Stop shooting threes. Get in the paint, goddammit. Get in the paint. Be a big man. I get more upset at the close losses than we get blown out because I realize how much we battle and are so close, if not for dumb Billy shit. I, I mean, I get where you're coming from with that. Like, the, the way that I look at it personally, I'm not saying anybody else has to look at it this way, but I tend to look at it as this is a team that a lot of their young pieces are now learning how to close games for so often first two years of this version of the team being together that first year especially it was DeMar closing games it was absolutely DeMar DeRozan in close games you gave the ball to DeMar and we haven't really recouped since then let last season in some games that that uh, game towards the end of the season that we played against Miami Heat where Pat Bev went off it was players like Pat Bev with leadership who just don't back down at times it was Zach who had a killer uh, last leg of that season last year, right? But these players in Kobe White, Io DeSumo, even to some degree, Alex Caruso, which he's been in big games before, but these guys are now gone from being complimentary pieces in close games to being the pieces 
in close games that have to close out teams. And I know it's easy to say and easy to look at it as a fan and just say, well, go out there and do it. You did it early in the game. But there's something about the mentality aspect of it. That's why even with my critiques of DeMar DeRozan, I've always appreciated what DeMar does in the fourth quarter because the mentality that it takes to close games out, the mentality when you're down or teams going on a, on a run on you and you got to you gotta ice it or you got to put, put points on the board for your team, that mentality is not something that, that a lot of players have in the way that DeMar had it at times. We're trying to build that now on other players. So let's, let's hope that that's the case, man. Let's hope that this team is learning through this, that these mistakes that they're making now um, are things that help build them up, help, help build character. You learn through failing, and let's hope that the, that's what this team is doing. Tyler says, unlike what people usually say, this time I actually agree Vucevic had a rough game. The, time, uh, the times of him standing at the three-point line need to change. Facts. This point at this point in time, it's a mix between Vooch, it's a mix between coaching, whatever it is. Vuc, Nikola Vucevic does not need to be camping out at the three-point line. I will go so far as to say, if at practice Vooch is camping up at the three-point line, Billy Donovan or a coach needs to stand up, stop practice, and ask him, What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why are you standing here at the three-point line? Get your big seven-foot ass in the paint, six eleven ass in the paint, and be a big man. That's what Nikola Vucevic needs, and that's what we need from Vooch at this point in time, right? That that I get it. He's not going to be the same young uh, Vooch that was more physical when when even offensively in the paint, but you need to get back to it being in the paint. And that whole push hook shot thing that he does all the time after the like that needs to stop too. Get actually in the paint, throw some elbows, and play like a big man. And listen, the mid range shot still you can take that mid range shot. I have no problems with Vooch taking a mid-range shot. The three-pointer, stop the three-point. The three-pointers need to stop. It's done. The three-points for you are done, Vooch. It's over with. You can't shoot threes anymore. You used to be able to shoot threes. It was a compliment to your post game. At this point, the only thing your three-point shot is complimenting is the other team getting wins. That's it. That's what it comes down to. You got to be better. You got to be a smarter basketball player to realize when something ain't working for you. And you got to stop it. So... Let's see. Hood Strive says, Vooch be tripping, but Billy's the main problem. Depending on uh, a soon-to-be 34-year-old center who never won anything is ridiculous. Billy stopped depending on vets and coach a good game. Well, I mean, you still got to depend on somebody. So I, I I get what you're getting at with your point, but you're saying stop defending on a 34-year-old, uh, depending on a 34-year-old vet. Nobody on this team has ever won anything. Maybe you can say DeMar because he went to some ECFs. But they've never won anything. Either way, you're depending on somebody who hasn't won anything. And the same thing could be said about Andre Drummond. Damn good player. Ain't won shit. When he was the main player on the team, they were perennially a lottery team. So, like, it, I get what you're getting at. But it's not as simple as putting in Drummond. That doesn't automatically change what fundamentally is wrong with this Chicago Bulls team. It will stop the three-pointers because Billy Donovan ain't running no goddamn three-point plays for Andre Drummond, that's for sure. And if he does, somebody needs to jump his ass. Somebody needs to jump his ass if that's the case, period. Kobe was cooking, uh, though, in I.O., some positivity for the chat. I mean, listen, the young players keep stepping up, and they keep doing it consistently. And at this point, it's not a question on if it's valid, if it's going to maintain. I think that, that these are who these players are. Now, I.O., a little bit more still inconsistent, but his role is inconsistent as well. He's not always somebody whose scoring is going to be relied on. So Hell Trappel says the Bulls should have gone bad boy pistons on Michael if he's going to get uh, those little girl fouls. That's funny. Uh, on Mitchell, you mean, I said Michael on Mitchell. I mean, yeah, you could say that, but for a um, 
this the modern NBA, you're probably going to get some flagrants in there if that's the case. OTR says, I hope Kobe starts to play more like Brunson in the sense that he's out there with that killer mentality, with the mindset to score. It's how Jalen Brunson has turned into prolific score that he is in NY. Well, listen, Jalen Brunson still isn't somebody who just forces up bad shots. He he lets the flow of the game come to him. So I think that you don't want to take the the what Jalen Brunson has done has been like, hey, let's just let, let, let me just go to score. You still want to be smart. Jalen Brunson still passes and trusts other players, even in crunch time. It's just when this team needs a bucket, he's able to get it off more times than not, but he does it smartly. That's what we want Kobe White to do. And at times tonight, it looked like Kobe was going to do that. There was a stretch that Kobe White got into that it was like, hey, Kobe's going shot for shot with both Mitchell and Garland, and it seemed like he was in a place of maybe being able to take over the game. He scored 30 points. It's hard when a player scores 30 points to do much more than that, right? Yes, you can, and yes, we've seen other players do it before, and we're going to see Kobe. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. You do it at times, but you need one of your other players to definitely step up as well. So, all right, let's see what else we got. We got Dan Dan. Dan Dan. So good, you got to say it twice. Uh, please admit that both Vooch and Billy lost us many games. I counted as at least 10 games. Look at the magic record and us, uh, Wagner and Wendell Carter greater than Vooch. First of all, Wendell Carter, no. Wendell Carter's the thing, the reason why we lost the Vooch trade isn't because of Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter is trash. He's a worse player even now than Nikola Vucevic at 34 years old. The Franz Wagner part of it, that definitely hurts. But here's what I'll say. Do you really think that they would have drafted Franz Wagner? I just don't, I, like I said, I don't remember who else was in that draft or around that time. I just don't know if I trust that the Bulls would have drafted Wagner in that case. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll never know. This is what it could have showed you. We'll never know. Got to start starting drum and sitting Vooch. Not agreeing with the guy who was saying that spacing is fine with them both out there. Exactly. Like, and I don't know if you're going to start drum over Vooch either. Like, the spacing isn't fine with those guys. You got to find a rhythm and something. We'll see. We'll see, man. We're right on the verge of overcoming these good teams. It's coming down to execution down the stretch. That is a very positive uh, way to look at this the fact that it is starting to come down to just execution down the stretch i can tell you what you can you can teach execution you can become a team that can execute better that's fundamentals that just comes with having better chemistry and things like that this bulls team starts executing better down the stretch we're talking about a team that's winning more games for sure so we'll see Corn in the building says, I'm not overreacting, but I'm telling you now that if we keep playing like this, we're not making the play in. Uh, if we play like this, especially in the month of March, I'm officially nervous. Again, this team has been pay playing over 500 basketball for almost two and a half months. They'd have to play so much worse than what they played up until this point. I know March is a tough schedule, but I still trust that this team is going to pull out some wins in that. I don't know if they're going to have an above 500 record in March, but I'd still think that there are games winnable in March. 
I, I got to see it, right? And I'm, I'm maybe it's me trying to talk positivity. I'm not going to bet on this team having a collapse like that. I'm not going to bet on it. It could definitely happen, but I'm not going to bet on it. Yeah, and Hayes is an expert with regard to spraying for mid-range. You tell whoa. I knew the game was over in the first quarter when I saw Vooch try to make a step back midi going left on the dribble. Man, man. Sydney, uh, man, uh, man, it thinks that they should they could have won this game too. This is definitely a great game. Just wish they won, of course. But honestly, makes me feel better that the Hawks got blown out by the Hornets. Helps maintain that spacing. Helps maintain that spacing. Triple D says, Hayes, do you think we have the same starting lineup next year? What's your predict? Oh, bro, it's it's way too much up in air for me to predict that. Way too much up in air for me to predict that. Um, I do think that there's there is a chance that we don't have the same starting lineup between Zach Levine, trade market, maybe it materializes in the offseason. I think it's probably going to be until next year's trade deadline. Teams are going to want to see him be healthy and on the court for a while, in my opinion. We'll see. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is absolutely a uh, chance to walk away. Other than that, I think most of the starting lineup is going to come back. They're not going to find a market for Vooch. He's going to come back. Um, Kobe's not going anywhere. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Phil in the building says, would be nice to pick up a center in the offseason to replace Vooch and have him come off the bench with our second group. I don't even know if that'll help it, but you're probably you're probably not going to find a starting caliber center this offseason. Like I said, even if the Bulls do go draft uh, some of the big man prospects in this draft, um, I don't necessarily think that uh, they're going to take over the starting role right away. You're probably then looking at maybe by the last year of Vucci's contract, which is is you guys one more season and well, it's two more seasons on this contract. So after next season, going into the last year, of that deal, maybe at that point you're looking at him as a coming off the bench big, but that's it. That's it. Uh, so often that we see Bulls player foul, three-point shooters, and we finally see it today uh, versus us and no call on I.O., uh the the io3 yeah it sucks go get demarcus cousins amari yeah and that's stupid that i'm sorry that's that's just dumb that's dumb we draft seven foot plus big man to develop what coochie man is here and can replace him once his contract is up my goodness he's terrible well a you're probably not gonna get a seven footer and it doesn't matter get a actual good center let's not be vince mcmahon and worry about height well vince mcmahon shit is whole different now um but we'll see what the Bulls do. We'll see. Vincent with the Super Chat. Thank you for supporting the channel, my brother. Vince, I appreciate you. Says, why is no one talking about the officiating and the dirty play of Cleveland? Donovan Mitchell literally shoves everyone with elbows over and over. I wish the league would call this uh, uniformly. Cleveland is a dirty team. I don't say that. I, I can't say that I personally got the dirty feel from them. They definitely get the benefit of the doubt from the refs for sure, though. But, you know, the Bulls could have put it in a better position, man. Honestly, I'm actually really liking BD lately. He's been making his guy play defense. Not a lot of teams do that. No, I can't I can't get, get with that. We always play defense. Brandon L. Jet with the Super Chat. Thank you for supporting the channel. My brother says, I remember when you got sick for like two weeks and lost 30 pounds. You pushed through and I was there for all of it. We yelled for you to go to the hospital, but you were dedicated to the content. Hey, I remember the episode because that was, was that before I was daily? No, I think I was daily at that point. But we had a game or something, and I was sitting there, and, oh, man, I was dying. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I could barely breathe. I remember I was – you remember I had the spit cup? Oh, that's crazy. That's that's old-school times right there. That's 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 OGs, man. That's OGs of Chicago Bulls Central. Walter says, I think you was just getting it – I think you was just getting a three-point shot. There's a, three, there's a point in Brooks' career where he didn't shoot any of them. And he went to the shooting 301 season. Hmm? 
I must have missed a comment from you, bro. I know I got to be missing some context on that. If Vooch was shooting like an all-star, Vooch, the spacing would be fine with Drummond, but we all know how that's going. I mean, all-star, but see, that's the thing. Even the year that he did that, that he was an all-star, that was one year. Vooch had one year of being a high-volume, high-percentage three-point shooter. And that's why, you know, bringing him here to be a, a stretch five always was kind of questionable because that wasn't ever his long-term game. He had one season of doing that. Ed says, I didn't mean having them both out there. I mean, start Drummond and bench Vooch. He's playing like a bench player and, and Drummond is playing like a starter. Apologies if that's how you receive that. Okay, I did think that you were. I think other people took it that way. They were saying start them together. Here's what I'll say. Where I used to say that the spacing would be bad with Drummond in the starting lineup instead of Nikola Vucevic, I still think it's terrible because you still have to. It's still a threat, like I said, in the mid-range game, which Vooch does add. Drum is literally all five, five feet in. So it still provides a little bit more spacing. But that gap between the spacing that Vooch provides with the rest of the starters versus the spacing that we have out there with Drummond, it's it's the gap on that is closing. And I get closer and closer to exactly what you're saying on that, especially in games where Kobe and I are shooting the three ball well. Man, man, bro, I don't know why you stand on this hill, bro. He's not. He's not. There is nobody, nobody that's project, projecting Zach Eady to be a starter in the NBA. You got you to gotta stop getting on these on these these uh these uh these molehills but like you gotta you gotta go zach Eady is not, everybody's been telling you the same thing zach Eady is not a starter in the nba he is worse than kofi coburn worse come on bro what are you talking about man cameron says uh centers take a while to develop most times i would say that that's not necessarily true anymore it depends on how what you're like you can build on the game it depends on what you need from them for example i, I know bringing up the dreaded name walker kessler's is second in the in the league in blocks. If it wasn't for Victor Wimbiama being in the league, Walker Kessler would be leading the NBA in block shots, and he's a pretty damn good rebounder too. That's all you need for for some centers, depending on your team. So the days were like, yeah, centers still getting foul trouble, things like that. I'm not saying that they don't, but um, I think that there's a way where, that you can really look at and saying maybe in two years you can get him depending on what you need from that center specifically. If you have enough offense where you can wait on that center to kind of build their offense, maybe. Um, I, but then again, is I don't think Walker Kessler starting every game either this season. So I'm not saying that you don't. It depends on who you get and what their skill set is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vince was leading more than more rings than just the WWE. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Hayes, I think Danilo and Fournier could help the Bulls in these close games. Plus, Billy will play them more than Dalen and Julian. And that's kind of what I talked about today in my buyout player conversation. I know that Joe Harris, Evan Fournier, Danilo Gallinari aren't like these names you look at and say, hey, if you're if you're betting on these guys to save your team, it's a problem. I wouldn't say you're necessarily betting on them to save anything with your team but you are looking at a skill set that they bring that you just don't have on your team right now. And that's that level of three point shooting. You just don't have it. So I definitely think it can help some if you, ha if you have that out there, man, Derek lively is only 19. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's, he kind of fits that mold that I talked about. He's a player that is on a team where they don't need his offense. They're, they're going to develop him offensively by getting him some opportunities, but, um, what he what he is great at rebounding, block shots, deterring players, 
that's something that that he that they need absolutely out there and he's doing really good for him so um i love it we're always going to agree to disagree when it comes to d'angelo russell and zach if love you though king you know we brothers corn i love you too bro love you too uh, I know this is uh, not a bullish topic, but bullish topic. Uh, but I guarantee you that Rudy Gobert is no longer starting center after that after this contract is up. I don't know how you can guarantee that, but hey, it's too early to predict this. But who would you like to see? What type of player would you like to see the Bulls sign this offseason? I have no idea, bro. I got. We I won't know until we see what shape this team is going to take with the players that they already have here, and decisions are made. And the draft happens first. The draft is going to determine a lot of that, depending on who the Bulls get in the first round. So. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I despise Vooch this game. I'm tired of people reminiscing about Wendell, people forgetting how he had Tony Bradley went seven for seven against him and injury prone. If anything, I hate giving up Gafford. Well, we weren't going to pay Gafford the contract that he's on. That's just really what comes down to Gafford. We weren't going to pay him that type of money. He would have left anyway. If he would have got that, the Bulls wouldn't have matched the offer sheet. He would have been leaving anyway. So we, I don't like what we got back for Gafford because I think at that point in time, he was a young promising center. And we should have at least got back a first for we. There's no reason in trading Daniel Gafford and what he had shown up until that point in time. We should have got anything less than a first round pick unprotected or maybe may, depending on where the team was. I don't remember what Washington's record was coming into that. Maybe a lottery protected pick, but we should have gotten a first round pick for Daniel Gafford at that point in time. We just should have. He had, he had another season left that was that was team control, team friendly contract. You, they did choose to extend him. We should have got a first-round pick back for that, in my opinion. Um, Luke Mastier says, uh, just me are not so desperate with the team status. I think we could build around Kobe, Io, Patrick, and Caruso. DeMar, Drummond, and Vooch are more trustful than people give them credit for. Are more trustful? More trustful? Um, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I think there is a, a, there's always a bit of overcorrecting on an opinion on a player, right? With DeMar, people are like, oh, DeMar's is terrible. He's ball hogging. He's this. DeMar is an important piece for the Bulls being in games. He just is. He has been. Now, closing, we can make a conversation about that. Andre Drummond isn't this, this perfect center that some people make him out to be either. He definitely has his mistakes, but it's not like Vooch isn't making mistakes. Maybe you take a look at something different. And then Vooch, uh, no, I, I really don't have much positive to say about Vooch this season. You guys know who've been following me for a while. I've been a pretty big defender on Vooch. Like, not to say that I ignore his shortcomings, but I'm a pretty big defender when people are like, well, Vooch just doesn't shouldn't be on the court at all. Vooch now is making it hard to defend him. Vooch is playing really, really bad consistently, man. It's it's really sucks to see. It's annoying to see this teams when they push the pace, they can do whatever they want on the paint. Because Vooch can't defend for shit, he can't block, he can't follow the player. It's frustrating. I mean, I don't disagree with you, bro. And then in pick and, pick and roll coverage, the drop coverage that Vooch has to play because he's not athletic enough to switch on anything. It's Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. I know this may sound stupid, but I believe Michelle Bridges could go, could go good with this young core of Io and Kobe White. Michelle Bridges? Michelle Bridges? Is that Ludacris' sister? I'm just wondering. I'm just... I, the people want to know, like, you're saying that Ludacris's sister can, can, I mean, hey, if I'm the coach, I'm sitting down Vooch until he stops shooting threes. He doesn't like it. Fine. I'll trade package you for, you're not going to do it. You're not going to trade package him because you can't trade Vooch. And, and I'm sorry, I hate to tell you, part of the reason Vooch so, shoots so many threes is because Billy Donovan draws up the plays that way. I'm not saying it's hundred percent on Billy Donovan, but it is a large part on Billy Donovan as well. So that's not going to change much there either, bro. <laughs> Who the hell is Michelle Bridges? Like I said, it got to be Ludacris' sister. 
Hopefully the Bulls can use the games as stepping stones. This was anyone's game tonight. The beginning of the season, the Bulls wouldn't have stood a chance and got blown out. So hopefully progress. That's definitely a, a way to look at it. Not to say that that's a way that I disagree with looking at it. It just, it sucks that we're still having those questions about this team right now. But, you know, I, I mean, we always knew that this was a team that had to find its way to build its identity over the season. And we're, we're, we're still trying to do that. So, you know, hopefully these these are losses that ends up forging a little bit more of that identity. So, uh, Hayes, what's good, my G? You think we're getting Joe Harris? I mean, I think he's a likely candidate. I won't say that he's the favorite or anything. I haven't really read or heard anything that lets me know that he may be the favorite. I still like hearing things that AK, keep in mind, AK usually finds a way to go out and get his guy, even if it's years later. Danilo Gallinari was high on AK's list of, of acquiring, uh, not this past offseason, but the one before that. So, Maybe he looks at Danilo. Maybe. I just hope I'm not high on Evan Fournier. I know some people say that, but I'm not really high on Evan Fournier. Archangel says, are we really not going to talk about Gorgie Yang's uh, hysteronics? He pushed our beloved Kobe. Nang out there all flabby and furious at life. That is flabby and furious is crazy. That's hilarious. That's actually funny. That's actually funny. Drummond is a really good bench player. Vooch is playing bad, but part of that is the coach's fault. Vooch had a stretch of 20 points and double Yeah, and for a while there, he was leading the – I mean, he was like top two in the league in double-doubles. Hey, he's just let you know. Okay, again, I hate when people try to bring up career records for players. It takes a team to win games. And if you looked at that Orlando Magic team and you really thought that his career record was going to be any better than that, looking at the teams that they put out there – most of keep in mind they made the playoffs because Nikola Vucevic was was that damn good for a season. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what his career record is, but again, that's not just on him. So it's, it's like bringing up a career record for a player and not and and taking out the context of the team they're on. Just like I hate when people do that with Zach. Zach was on some shitty ass teams over his career. The only time that you can bring up to me a a player's career record is if they're a generational or superstar player. We all know Vooch ain't that. Vooch ain't that. He's not the player that's going to push you to wins just by the nature of him being on your team. So trying to use a career record to to to, to either, you know, use that to strengthen or, or weaken an argument is silly. He's not that level of player where you can use the record to just talk about him. You can't do that. Joe the blacksmith in the building says, Stacey King, Vooch cannot be guarding guards. Had me cracking up that. I mean, it's it's it's, you know what? It's just facts. We can say, like, sometimes things just make sense. When you say things that make sense, guess what? They seem to make sense. So, KC's announcement about Sonago had me uh, panicking for a while. I thought he got traded to Indy. Then I took a sec to reread it. <laughs> at least the Bulls have some form of representation at the All-Star game. That's funny. Well, I mean, he can't get traded at this point either. Trade deadline's gone. So, you shouldn't have been worried about that anyway, man. I wish we could get Laurie back. Why? Laurie, Laurie's going to look at, at defensive EPM. Laurie marketing is literally Zach Levine, but but seven feet tall. I hate to tell you, I hate to tell you guys that. Laurie marketing is literally Zach Levine, but he's seven feet tall. Great score. He's gonna put up some points. That's all good, fine and dandy. He's one of the worst defensive players of the league per every metric that you can look at. Every single metric that you can look at. He is he he's that bad defensively. He's literally there's a reason why. You see where his team's record is 26 and 28. You know why? Levine and Levine and Laurie Markkinen are the same goddamn person. The only difference is one is a seven footer. We we, we would have kept Laurie Markkinen. Not a goddamn thing would be different right now with the Chicago Bulls. We'd be in the exact same spot that we are right now. The exact same spot. 
that we are. We will just put on a little bit more points. So if the coach is telling him to shoot all these threes, then yeah, have Billy in the front office, the remainder of the secret extension, and let's get better coaching at this point. Yeah, but it's not going – that's not really going to help either. Not right now, and it's not realistic. So <laughs> Theo Walker says, I definitely can't argue with that. <laughs> Robin Lopez is a big man. The Bulls should get on the bio market. Vooch is too soft to be guarding some of the bigs in the East. Like I tell you what, the thing that hurts the Bulls the most isn't Nikola Vucevic's defense. It's lack of three-point shooting. When you look at most of our losses, we it comes down to simple math. Three-point shooting. No, we should not get Robin. Robin Lopez ain't going to do shit. If you just need another big man, you'd be better off playing Adama Sonogo than Robin Lopez at this point in Robin Lopez's NBA career. Like, if you needed a motivator, if we, if we had a... Uh, a spot on the bench for for Udonis Haslam? Sure, sign Robin Lopez to be that. But on the on the basketball court impact? No, man, no. Uh, Archangel says, upside, kind of. As I say every live chat, we're always the underdogs because of our money sitting injured on the bench, and especially in a game like today uh, against a good, healthy team. I mean, depth de- definitely plays a part in that as well. Casey Johnson would not like hearing you talk about his beloved Laurie Market and LOL. Listen, I don't give a shit. I respect the hell out of Casey Johnson, but facts are facts. Casey, I mean, not Casey, Laurie Marketing is seven foot Zach Levine. That's it. That's really all he is, period. He's a he's a god awful. He's a worse defender per metrics than Trey Young. And we know Trey Young is historically bad defensively. Kobe needs to take more shots late. Kobe playing like an all-star, and we don't need uh slow a Robin Lopez. We don't need slow Robin Lopez. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Saying that we need a Robin Lopez is wild, bro. Like in, in the year of our Lord, 2024, Robin Lopez? Come on, man. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Laurie is a bad defender. It's more than a bad defender. Laurie Marketing is a god awful defender. Like it's like like the it's, Laurie Marketing is bad, bro. He's bad. He's he's just not a good defender. But all right, y'all, we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap up the stream, man. I gotta get ready to go do locked on bulls, man. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed to the channel. I appreciate every single one of you guys more than you'll ever know. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.